Welcome to another episode of Dragons and Dreadforts, the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If you've not seen episode eight of the show on HBO, you may want to pause this and come back after you have done so. But before we jump into today's episode, I believe Nicholas... We are back. We are back. Nick's Apology Corner. We are getting Doug back. (laughs) But before we do that... Before we get Doug back... Before we do that, uh, I have an apology that I do not know if is necessary, but I'm going to do it anyway. Pretty sure it's necessary. I may or may not have talked about... Keith's sister. Today's apology corner is brought to you by <laughs> Keith's sister, who whose last name is also Winter. Well, it's not anymore. Was yeah, Winter coming, and that was inappropriate. You shouldn't have said that, <laughs> and that's okay. That's what the apology corner is and for. Catherine, though you will never hear this, I want true. you to know from the bottom of my heart that I am an idiot. An idiot who is sorry. sorry. All right. Uh, now My over turn. to Nick's apology corner. <laughs> My turn. My apology also has to do with Catherine Winter. <laughs> Jesus, Catherine. We really hope you listen to this episode and not the last one. Yes. Um, I said that Catherine, in <laughs> in, uh, in 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 error, I said that Catherine was also a c word. Not trying to call her a c word. What c word? But I can't say it, but... <laughs> Thank you. You said it last week. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it. My I don't job say is it again. in jeopardy. So <laughs> I, I called her. I said, I said she's also a C word, but it, I wasn't saying that she herself is a C word. I was saying that I thought her name started with a C, but Keith pointed out that him and his siblings uh, are all Ks because that's what you do. Where you saying. Yeah. Um, and so I do apologize to Miss Catherine, Mrs., uh, Catherine, formerly noticed Winter, um, for saying Who is that not she coming? was a C word. She's not she coming. She will not be listening to this she, podcast. Uh, thankfully, he's not listening. But She's I want all the people who are listening to house. to know that me and Justin are sorry. And that, however, is today's that is corner. the apology corner. However, you've heard Nicholas in his apology corner. You've heard Justin in his apology corner. Keith Winter, who has come. <laughs> Is not responsible for any apologies this week. I do not Hooray! believe. I Other than it. being friends with us, well, he is sorry. About I that. think you should be. I feel bad about that. He's but sorry. You should feel sorry for podcast. that. I'm sorry that Keith is our friend. Perfect. Is uh, that a, is that why there aren't two bottles of wine in this room at the moment? That is why. I love There's it. a <laughs> glass with tequila in it and an open beer. But with that is four beers to my left. One mixed drink and no more alcohol within reach. Oh, I, I got, thought that was a cup of water. I was proud of you. For it a is second. not. All right. It is a pride gone. A cup of uh, sparkling grapefruit, sparkling water with some tequila in it. All right. Because I love grapefruit and I love tequila. How refreshing. I'm just going to let those go. However, however. I really like your shirt, though. Oh, thank you. Justin is wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shirt that is very cool. Um, and it's their world tour from 1984. Which Justin was not alive for. I was not alive for this. Also, this shirt was not from 1984. This shirt That's is a true. knockoff replica of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing that happened. And it's Are you going to play this personality the whole time? 
I can if you want me to. Next week on Justin's Apology. <laughs> I'd rather you not. I'm okay. sorry that no one listens to the <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry that anymore. I am the way that I am. We also have a voicemail. What? Woo! I knew you attached your phone to the board for a reason. For a reason it other than just to music. play music, um, which I want everyone to know that the music of choice, the song always of choice, whether it's the last song I listened to before pulling into work. Or it's the song... The last song you listen to before pulling out. W- before pulling out. Bare Necessities. Or... The Jungle Book. <laughs> the song I listen to every time I connect the board is a demo of Jealous by Closure, who is a good friend of mine named Jared DeFries. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, that's what that was? Yeah. Well, that's... one of those three songs Okay, I didn't was. hear that one. The other Probably one was not. Daddy's Lambo. By yep. a different guy. That's the one by I heard. Yellow Wolf. And I knew that that was not That's not Jared. Jared. <laughs> the other one was What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow. Yeah. Brand new whip just Also in. not Jared. Also not Jared. Neither right. of them are as cool as Jared. That's very true. Can we get to the voicemail? Let's. This was Lauren Winter. She was like, Hey, I and I'm a little bit behind in my podcasting. I just listened to the episode where y'all covered episode six, A Golden Crown. And I, this isn't really related to Game of Thrones, but I just feel like I need to stand up for myself. Oh. You guys claim that I don't like either Nick nor Justin. Oh. Nick, I've never met you, but you sound like a super cool guy. Ah. Justin, I freaking adore you. Why would you ever say that I don't like you? I, I just felt like I needed to jump in here and let you guys know that I do, in fact, love you both. Not as much as I love Keith, but, you know, sure, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I, like, signed a document that said I'd love him forever. Um, but, anyways, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I love it, and I love you both. Bye! We love you, Lauren Winter. See, there you go. Yeah. Lauren, here's what you got to understand. I love you, and I know that you love me, but it's not as entertaining to just say, oh, some people love me. It's more entertaining, and it gets some engagement. It gets us a voicemail, some fan engagement for us to say that they don't, and then they respond, and then we get to do a bit about how we are loved, and it makes me feel good inside. It's kind of leading people on. It's like baiting people to tell me how much they like me. My favorite thing is that neither Mm -hmm. Keith nor Keith's wife remember that they met me a couple years ago at Halloween. Okay, that's... <laughs> look, some random dude... I don't even super remember you showing up at my house. That being said, Lauren, I really I appreciate the voicemail. You. Thank you for calling me cool. Because I... Yeah. yeah and I'm, and for the record, I love you dearly. You're one of my favorite people, and yeah. I miss you. She I was also very excited. She, she came home today and said, I just got to the part where they called me smart. She is very smart. And it's great. Lauren yeah. Yeah. is and incredibly said, smart. You're very smart. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think I, I, I mentioned that. Great job, Nick. Yeah. Um, so it was all Justin. Without further ado, we're gonna jump into today's episode. Yeah. Uh, which is if I can get my notes correct here, Jesus Christ, I'm it's a uh, is the savior of the world. He has nothing to do with this podcast. He does because he's all in an all our bleh, all of our hearts. Correct or whatever. Yep. Um. No as comment. we as we jump in, if you want to support the show, and I'm not really sure at the moment why you would, we would love you to do so. You can uh, visit patreon.com slash dragons dreadforts and see our Patreon page. You can join in for as little as I think five dollars a month, maybe three, somewhere in that range. I'm three Ron to five. Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Also, um, what's our uh, call in number? Because Lauren said that whoever said it last time 
said it wrong. I but in the notes, it was in correct. my defense, we were very. I was a little bit intoxicated. A little bit is not the right word. It is the right word. I'm excited for when we get the voicemail from your long lost brother or sister. That should be great. Right, um, Justin. I'm. I gotta level with you. I think that we may somewhere down the line be related. Me and you? Yeah, because I have this affinity for Waffle House waitresses that I can't explain. <laughs> and I assume that it comes from... I, I'll, wit- listeners, I also... Is your dad not- my dad? <laughs> what? All right, get to the episode. Uh, the voicemail number is, I believe, 352-541-2409, but you can find it in the show notes of every single episode we've ever recorded, along with the Patreon link. If yeah. you're like, I'm never going to remember that, it's in the show notes. I put it there on purpose. Today's episode is titled The Pointy End. It's episode eight of season one. It was released on June the 5th, 2011. It was written by... Did you catch it? Did you catch it? I didn't. Did you? No. George R.R. R. Martin. Oh, oh, I did see Many Hands. Yep, and it was directed by David Many Hands. Daniel. Pretty sure. This is his brother, David. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Daniel. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, we are going to look it up. Only there's the internet. Either way, uh, yeah. I, it, but is, I, it is Daniel. It's David Benioff and Daniel Many Hands. Yeah. Great job. It's not there. really Many Hands. No, it's, it's Many Hands. It's, it's but hand. it's less fun to do that. It's Daniel Many Hands. Yeah. So we jump in. We we This episode does not ease us into anything. We immediately jump into the scene at King's Landing where mayhem is taking place. Chaos has ensued. Uh, if you remember the end of the last episode, the in the throne room, uh, basically everyone attacked Ned and his very small band of Northerners, and um, Littlefinger turned on him. He was taken captive, and lots of uh, Stark house guard died. Uh, and then we see it bled out into kind of the rest of the Red Keep, and what we can assume uh, any any supporters of the North that were around the Red Keep or King's Landing were uh, subject to death at the hands of Lannister soldiers. Uh, they were kind of ransacking everything. We see the scene with Septa Mordain and Sansa. Yeah. Sansa. They said it multiple times. They actually had a third pronunciation. I can't remember what it was. There's three of them in this episode, and it took me by surprise because I only knew of two, um, where Septa sends Sansa to her room, and she is standing there in front of the Lannister soldiers, and we can all assume that she met a grisly end. Yeah. But here's what I did like. Maybe she fought them off. Probably not, (laughs) but maybe. Maybe. You don't see the body. You don't know. That's true. Um, And I'm going to get to that here in a little while with somebody else. Perfect. But. I know. It's Nick. But it's Nick. Surprise. Keep going. Um, What I did like about Septa here is she was not afraid to follow through on her responsibility of caring for the Stark girls, I mean the Stark children, but particularly Sansa, all the way until the end. She had to know that there was no chance that she made it out of there. And rather than go with Sansa, she chose to confront them to just delay them, even if it was just for a few seconds and allow Sansa a little bit extra space to get to her room. Right. And I thought that that was uh, pretty admirable of yeah. her. Yeah. I'm, I'm pouring one out as we speak for Seth. Not on the carpet though. Oh, You've already it's done already that. Gone. Right Sorry. on the carpet. Um, then we jump to uh, what is a really cool scene, I think with uh Sirio and Arya where they're having a dancing lesson, um, totally oblivious to what's going on. Um, and 
obviously we see this scene where um, Arya is killed like he 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 attacks her in a way that would be a, a a fatal blow and she starts complaining like you cheated and he's like essentially in the game of war in sword play there's no real like right or wrong it's it's whoever wins and is left standing and whoever doesn't and he goes into this thing about how my tongue lied my eyes shouted the truth um and basically gives her all these different like ways to think about how like fighting uh he says um uh that 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 that, that's the true uh that the true seeing is the heart of sword play like figuring out not what your enemy is showing you but what their actual intention is that's the true heart of sword play and sword fighting it may be a little bit of a uh like you know might might have some double meaning there of like in general in life you know the the eyes or the the intentions shout Kind of what someone actually means. I think that I think that that's shown a couple of times already. You right. you've seen Varys show a couple of different hands to different people. You've obviously obviously seen Littlefinger do so, and we've seen that play out. Like right. some of Varys's stuff is still like, what's he doing? But Littlefinger, we saw he he promised Ned, hey, you've got the city watch. They're in your pocket. You got the support. And then we see him in the last episode with a dagger at Ned's throat. Like, okay, well, he was lying and Ned Ned was also distracted by the words and not the actions and all the other stuff building up to it. Um, so from there, yes, uh, Tyrio and Arya have kind of stopped their sword fighting, so to speak. Um, and then Sir Marin Trant and, uh, and some Lannister soldiers come in, right? Who I don't know that we know who he is yet. But the the leader of the he's the the king the, was he Kingsguard or was he, he City Watch at that no, point? No, he was Kingsguard. Yeah. So the Kingsguard and he's with Lannister soldiers. I don't know if you the main guy who was talking to Sirio, his name yes. is Marin Trant, Sir Marin Trant, he's a knight. Um and he I don't know that we've met him yet, but he ends up he's a he's a reoccurring character. Mm-hmm. Um and um he basically and Sirio go into this conversation. I don't know if you if you know I'm sure you have uh, with the 30 times you've watched it. Um I noticed it I think for the first time this time when Marin Trant tells Arya come with us, she goes to like starts to walk starts to, to walk towards him yeah. and Sirio stops her and then asks the question basically like um you know I I wonder why Lannister or I forget how he words it, but it's 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 in a ser- very serious way. But why are Lannister men uh, coming to 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 take her away instead of you know her father's men? Um, and they get into this dialogue, and you kind of see the tension building. He tells Arya to go, and he has a line which I thought was a really cool callback, where he says, "What do we say to the God of Death? Not today, not today. Not today. I want to ask Keith a question because I think this is an interesting one. So, did you catch? That it was Marin Trant, and I mean, obviously, you didn't know who Marin Trant, but uh, Marin Trant and Lannister soldiers, and this was like uh, them trying to go get Arya. Or were you thinking that this may have been people just trying to protect Arya because of what's going on in the castle? I mean, you no, I saw how they were dressed. Okay, I don't right. need to like shoot that down like that. No, no, no. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that, I that's what I was wondering. The, the red and black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 Lannister garb, mm-hmm. so to speak. Okay, cool, yeah, that's good. Then we see Sirio, who's equipped with only a wooden sword, kick some Lannister ass. Yep. Uh, and then and we see... not grab a sword. Nope. He yeah. knocked a couple out. He knocked them down. I mean, grab a sword. Don't just stand there. Throw me a spear. 
Like, seriously. It's it's a moment that's tough, I think, to watch because we as the viewers see the whole scene. We see the swords laying there. We've seen how how deadly he can be without a real sword, and now we want him to arm himself because at this point, I, I, I'm not going to speak for you, I love Serio. Oh, yeah. Great character. He's fun. He's obviously skilled. He's clever. He's got great dialogue. I mean, he's a character that I want to see stick around. Mm -hmm. And then we're kind of left with a a cliffhanger of an ending uh, because he obviously downs the other Lannister soldiers. Nick's on number two. Woo! Uh, And then we see um, kind of a showdown with him and Maren Trant uh, while Arya runs off, and we don't see how that ends. Mm -hmm. There are some clues uh, that if you're not paying close attention... Uh, you may have missed, but I'm curious to know what do you think the outcome of that that uh, confrontation was? That's a hard one because I heard screaming, um, which wouldn't lead me to believe that Syria won because I don't feel like... Syria looked like a screamer? Well, he doesn't, but being hit by a wooden sword doesn't seem like Invoke the same noise. pain? Yeah. Like, you know, it was cool when he, like, clocked some of them in the throat, and you're like, all right, yeah, that's a good move with a wooden sword. But, like, yeah. So the person in me wants him to survive. The person who thinks he understands story thinks he probably will survive, but that's screaming. Call back to episode one um, when Bran is pushed from the window. Mm Mm-hmm. You said that your, uh, like you just said, my understanding of story, my understanding of fantasy shows, things like that. If you don't see a body, you have a, you know, it's a possibility. Kind right. Of thing. Yeah. He's, I, I don't, I haven't given up on him, sure. but the screaming makes me think he did lose, but also the way the show has been written, the screaming could be a throwing sure. off. And then that's like spiraling down to conspiracy theories. I love, I love Sirius. I know that he knows. I love Sirius' line when uh, Arya tells him to come with her. Like, come with me, run. And he said, he looking Marin Trant dead in the face and just says, the first, first sort of Bravos does not run. And she's, and he says, what do we say to the God of death? And she runs away. Not today, not today, not today. So, so, so this great. is not a definitive play out this is not definitive evidence one way or the other but if you i've watched it a few times so i don't think i picked up on it the first time but the second time because i wanted to to point towards what i think may have happened to him uh there's a moment in uh the when Arya's moving away uh, before she hears, obviously, you know that up the stairwells, she there's some other I- interaction, and we hear some more swords and stuff that she looks at. Mm-hmm. But before that, before she kind of gets that crossroads, you hear what I would submit is a metal sword falling to the floor. Um, it's brief. It's quick. It also could have been the illusion of sound in the stone stairways and hallways, but that's the initial, and she kind of gives a very brief like turn of her body uh, to, to kind of acknowledge what that was. Now, obviously, at this point, we have no clue, but I just want to point out for people who either 
have watched it and were maybe caught the same thing or want to go back and see if you saw, saw or heard something different. But there is what seems to me to be the sound of a metal sword hitting the floor uh, amongst those screams from, from the room Arya just left. I don't know. That could mean anything. Uh, Maren Trant could have thrown his helmet off. I think it's conceivable that Sirio gets one of them. Could, it could be. Right. It, I mean, he had a shattered wooden sword, so I can see him like stabbing someone with a big old piece of it. Yeah. So all that to say, we're left the rest of the episode with no knowledge of Sirio and the outcome um, that he meets. Uh, but it's it's if it is the end of Sirio, RIP to what is up to this point, I think one of the best characters in the show. Yes, I just um, say the floor is getting really wet from me <laughs> pouring these out. But yeah. also, if if he came out of that somehow and didn't die, a uh, broken wooden sword versus an uh, anointed knight of the King's Guard, then let's more just, power to him. Let's make him king. Let's make him king. I would be a fan of that. I'd vote for him. I'd vote for him. Uh, I don't know if that's how it works. I don't king. think that's how that works. Yeah. That's a Monty Python thing. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we? I've only ever seen the Holy Grail. Right. That's what it's. Um, but I've always wanted to watch the other Monty Python movies. Life of Brian is pretty great. I saw that. I think it's on HBO, uh, and I wanted to watch it, but I only know about the Knights Who Say Knee. That's from Holy Grail. Holy yeah, Grail. yeah. Holy Grail is hilarious. One shrubbery <laughs> where they're clopping with the c- coconuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we see Sansa. A scene with Sansa and the Hound. Yeah, Sansa's made it back to her room. Um, Hound looks very menacing. He's very menacing. Now we've seen some conflicting, maybe not conflicting as much as evidence of something different other than like... When he fights the mountain. Horribleness yeah. in the Hound. Uh, that could be tied to loyalty to the king and his subjects. It could be his hatred of the mountain. It could be It could be anything. Um but it did take me a little bit by surprise to see the hound come in so menacingly. He's already a big dude. Sansa's a pretty young woman. Uh, she's the princess. Uh, she's betrothed to Joffrey. Um, we don't really know how that's gonna how that's gonna go at this point because we just saw her dad get taken <laughs> as a captive, and we see all the other Starks and their supporters be slain. But. Um, she says uh, something along the lines of like, leave me alone. I'll tell my father. I'll tell the queen. And his response is, who do you he think sent me? me? And um, <clears throat> it was just one of those one of those quick moments uh, that doesn't get played out much. But it's one of those moments where we're like, Whoa. it seems like Cersei has really, really planned this thing out. She in pretty quick succession found Sansa. She found where Arya was and she basically eliminated the the rest of the threat of any Northerners in the Red Keep at that point. So it doesn't seem like this was something where she waited until the throne room scene to, to enact her plan. To me, it seems like there was a little bit of calculation and she maybe knew when she summoned Ned when she and Joffrey summoned Ned to the throne room, remember when the yeah. little page yeah. was like, you know, King Joffrey has summoned you, and he's like, King Joffrey. King Joffrey. Yeah. Um, it seems like there may have been some planning on Cersei's part before that. Do you guys have different takes on that? I I think the the beauty of this show is that it is also, it, it, it was originally a book series, and in books, authors use 
foreshadowing. Authors use different literary devices to kind of, you know, show the depth of the story. Um, and George does that throughout the entire series. Um, you know, you know, we look at Tywin is uh, arm deep in a in a dead stag in the same episode that Robert dies. Um, you have Cersei saying, "Hey, what about my wrath, Lord Stark?" You don't know shit about what I can do. You have no idea. And literally the next episode, she shows us exactly what she can do. Um, when and, and we giving we can give in just a just a tiny little amount of time, um, most likely to, to 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 carry all of this out. So yeah, I mean, I think it really shows us what kind of power Cersei has and what kind of uh, you know connivingness that she is capable of which i guess means i have to go back on my thing that i said where i was like Correct. i don't think she's planning anything and apparently she's planning everything she's yeah absolutely now we see that maybe she does have a more significant hand in what's going on um mm. and maybe that just like she's also a great actor which lena headley is she's great well, i don't even mean her i mean Cersei. oh Cersei. oh Cersei. Like, really yeah, good yeah, yeah, at like yeah. showing well you know i'm not i'm not a threat i'm just Both. this jerk yeah, she yeah, both 100%. Um yeah, I mean Cersei is showing that she's a a character to be reckoned with, that she's someone that you don't want to cross. She you want to be <laughs> in her good graces, otherwise the whole wrath of of basically the kingdom might come down on you in a second. You know, she went from being um the wife of a king who had no say, had no power because the king was domineering. He didn't give her she space went from to do Ned so. Thinking that she was going to be murdered by Robert, and I want I want to give her mercy and all this shit. She doesn't need any of that. Nope. She don't need anybody's yeah. sympathy. She don't need nobody's help. She's Ned got this. making the wrong choice again. again. Okay, let's not do this. Uh, I'll say it again later when Varys comes and talks to him, which is <laughs> just after the next scene, which is Arya and the stable boy. Uh, a little callback to. Arya's conversation with John when John gave her needle, he said, "Do you know how to use it?" And she said, "You stick him with the, the pointy, pointy end. end." And he said, "That's he said that's basically that was Ned who who had that conversation." John said, "Uh, you know the first rule of sword play or sword fighting, sticking with the pointy end." And she said, "Well, I know that much." And then later on, Ned says, "Do you know how to use this?" And she said, "Sticking with the pointy end." And he said, "Well, that's." The basic that's idea, the basic, yeah. yeah. So yeah, but but it is a callback, and that's the whole episode title as well. Yeah, and so she does. Arya gets her first on-screen kill. First kill. Uh, which, let's be honest, weird camera work. Okay, that so little it, stable boy is a bitch. Yeah. If you're working, if you're if you're not necessarily watching along, but you're just listening along, then that, that's totally fine. But um, I was surprised at the some of the camera work in this episode. Like it flips really quickly. Like they're like they are almost doing like a whoosh kind of thing. Like so, at first you're looking at Arya from the stable boy's kind of perspective, and then all of a sudden she goes stay away, and like it kind of fast forward swooshes. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's it's just a little weird. It doesn't hold to the rest of the of the you know kind of camera work throughout the show. That's what made me go back and look and said, who's the director of this? Because I feel like it could be somebody different than what we have seen so far. But it, it's not. It's all mini hands. Yeah, mini hands. It's just switching. Mini hands, mini camera angles. Well, it might be George, too. Um, yeah, I think that there's certain certain things that he is the 
obviously the writer of this episode, but also the show creator. He's an executive producer, but he wrote the books. Like he has a say, and when he wants something to be done, maybe he doesn't understand cinematography and filmography as much as some other people, and he may lead to some awkwardness or because maybe, he's more involved in the episodes that he wrote. Maybe it was maybe it was something kind of subconscious of like, hey, we're trying to portray how quickly this happened in her mm-hmm. mind, how quickly it turned from, uh, you know, my father's a lord, he'll reward you, uh, you know, leave me alone, kind of thing, to quickly I'm killing this guy mm. or, you know, stabbing him. And stuff. Well, and it could have been how he views that scene played out in his head in the book too. Right. Or yeah. It could exactly. have been none of these things and it was just weird camera work. And yeah. Yeah. The could be that. Then we see, uh, Ned in the dungeon. Um, not a pleasant place to be. It's dark. It's There's a troll in the dungeon. You would Yeah. There mm-hmm. may be a troll in that dungeon. Um, it's probably damp. It probably smells gross. And he's just there. And then Varys comes in um, and they get in this conversation where he's like uh, offering water to Ned. He kind of <clears throat> he kind of led this a little more. I don't think that we got enough of Ned's questioning what might be in it in the skin, the, the skin to really warrant Varys his next part, which was it's not poison. Why does no one ever trust the eunuch? Um, I thought that maybe that was a, a line that held more significance outside of that scene. And they were just trying to plant a seed of like Varys views himself as someone who's not trusted. Uh, we've already seen some conversation with Littlefinger and, and Grand Maester Pycelle kind of introducing like you can't really trust the eunuch. Um, and, and so I think that that may be a play. But then we get into this conversation and Ned <clears throat> basically comes at Varys and says, you watched my man being slaughtered and did nothing. And Varys's response I loved was, and I would do so again. Yeah. What did you want me to do, bro? What do you want me to do? That's it. That's what he, he says. I was standing amongst like tons of Lannister soldiers. I was surrounded by Lannisters. They were armed. I was not. It's like, kind of the same thing that Ned called Jamie, Jamie out for. Hundred percent. You know, but well, yeah. But I liked Varys's, and maybe I'm making this up. But didn't he say something like, "When you look at me, do you see a hero?" Right. Because like yeah. I think when you look at Jamie. You kind of do. Well, he wants to be seen that way. Right. Yeah. And he's got, you know, the gold and the whatever. But like here, specifically, I was like, what? What is he wearing? Man, I feel like Justin right now. What are you flicking me off for? Oh, I was reaching for the hookah for seconds and I thought you were purposefully not giving it to me. I was not. I was paying attention to Keith, who was talking. Hi. Um, I'm Keith. Keith's oh, came. He's a part of the show. Here I am, um, <laughs> sitting on this couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh ned ned talks about the oh lauren called before she heard last episode didn't she yeah yeah okay <laughs> that tracks her love for us is not gonna be the same <laughs> that no. tracks. i told her a little bit about it and she was like mm. Mm, yikes i was surprised you came back this week i thought about not showing up you were late and i was like maybe he's just Keith's out. He's out. <laughs> and he's not going to say anything because that's a very Keith way to do it. But I uh, don't think that's a very Keith way to do it. You wouldn't say it. You'd be too embarrassed no, about it. No. We can talk about this later. New Keith is trying to be more direct with his emotions. Okay. The Keith that I know and have known for years. I know. You haven't. Would look, have. Look, if you were. If, new if you don't know New Keith. If you were quitting, you would never have said anything. Oh, you I would have. just wouldn't have shown up and I would have been like, I guess Keith quit. I know no. New Keith and he's, he's my favorite Keith. Yeah. Yeah. No, my dad's in town. That's why Fast I'm friends. running a little late. Oh, yeah. Prioritizing. Your dad's in town. That's true. Wow. Is your dad my dad? 
May, maybe. Hmm. Are all of our dads the same person? Is my dad y'all's dad? <laughs> no. <laughs> How do you know? I don't. Wouldn't you like some of these jeans? Well, I do have the bald gene, and you do not have the bald gene by any way, yet. shape, or form. It may be coming. Who knows? Anyways. Like? Like Justin. Winter. I almost, said, I almost said. I almost said a his, different, a different winter. <laughs> I almost had to apologize next week. Uh, Ned says the queen can't kill me. Uh, my wife holds her brother. Wrong. Huh? Yes, that is. Yeah, you're right. He is wrong about that. <laughs> and various. Not no. Ju- Justin, you're right. You really Ned. threw me for a loop here. No, you Ned just said wrong. wrong and looked at me wrong. like I'm wrong. Ned I was like, I'm wrong. pretty sure because I yeah. have it written down. Nope, Ned's wrong. But Varys um, corrects him. And and basically says, like, wrong brother. And also, <laughs> she doesn't have him anymore. And then Ned's response is, slip my throat and be done with it. And Varys responds with, not today. Not today. Good callback. It was. It was subtle because they didn't talk about what is it, what do we say to the God of death, but it, it was Ned talking about death. Like, just let me die. And he says, not today. Um, uh, Ned then asks a question that I think everyone is curious about. Who do you serve? Who do you truly serve? Who do you, who do you truly serve? And uh, Varys' response is the realm. Which is the second time he said that to Ned. It's the he, second time. Yeah. I mean, and, and clearly Ned didn't believe him the first time. And so now maybe he does. Because... Varys is not there to watch people get murdered, to watch all of this stuff, you know, war and uprising and all of that. He is probably trying to minimize that. Now, he understands that some bloodshed is necessary, which is why he was voting for Danny to be killed. But, um, but yeah, it's a good look at Varys of, of who he is. I mean, and- Varys is risking a lot by being there. We see even Sansa just talking about wanting to have a conversation with Ned. She's that's immediately shot down Cersei and Grandmaster Pycelle and everyone involved talks about how that's the work of a traitor. That's the actions of someone who's got traitors blood and like, that's not a good look. Don't do that. So Varys has to understand the risk that he's taking. Um, but I think that he's trying to, um, maybe feel out like where Ned is at and, and maybe like, Hey, if there's a chance to get him out of here, if there's a chance to get him out of here, what may come of that? He's trying to gauge and see what's going on. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts, Keith, on his response. Uh, he says the realm, he's been a character who I would submit has been like painted as, ambiguous like he's kind of we don't really know a lot about him Mm -hmm. we don't know a lot about his motives other than what he said but we've heard what other people have to say about him when he responds with the realm what are your thoughts on that the meaning of that the authenticity of his answer do you think that he's he's there with ulterior motive do you think that he's being honest and true do you where does your mind go when he gives that answer well like i don't want to think that i'm not that I'm thinking of literally everything, but I can't figure out what ulterior motive he would have for being there other than just like giving info. Cause he didn't like ask anything. I think, um, to that, to that, to answer that part, I think that he is doing kind of what you said, you alluded to Justin is, Hey, should I risk my neck to save this guy? Could yeah. I, do I, do I do what I could do to save this person from the dungeon? Cause clearly he can get to the dungeon without being, noticed without mm-hmm. being spotted um he can get in there 
with water that he's not supposed to bring. Uh, and so he has these sort of abilities. Right. Do I use them? And I think he's asking like, okay, is this somebody? And I think Ned, the way that he responds to him is it kind of tells Varys. Nah, probably not. He's pretty resolute. This is probably it. He's if, if he gets out, nothing is going to change. Right. He's not going to make the most of that chance at freedom. He's, he's resolved to continuing down this path. It's like almost a parole board making a decision. Yeah. Like, do we allow this person to go out and become a member of society again? Or have they been rehabilitated enough to the point where they are going to like, or not? And so, you know, that I think that's an interesting thing that you brought up, Justin saying, like, I think he might have a little bit, because I, I think you're right. He probably does. Um, so that might answer your question, Keith, of like ulterior motives of, yeah, of but what, like, he's being, what I, he's like, doing. It doesn't feel like it serves him anything. Like, I, I can't well, see a path where even if Ned does choose to do something other than be Ned. Well, what we know about Ned so far is, do well, based on what we know of Ned, do you think he would be a better ruler than Cersei and Joffrey? Yeah, I think, uh, right. I, I don't yeah. even know if Varys, I mean, maybe he is, but I don't even know if Varys would be thinking that. I think Varys is thinking, hey, am I gonna if I let you out, are you gonna go do stupid shit more? Or mm-hmm. are you gonna go mind your own damn business and you know just be out and not and and keep every from everybody from you know having a war that you know uh, that distracts the realm from the real war, which is what, what they were talking about with him and Illyrio, which was the which is the Dothraki, which is the Targaryens. And so are we gonna continue to do that or are you going to make this you know make this into a, a, a big conflict like later on in the episode we see rob is about to make it into yeah yeah i guess that makes sense yeah it's just he, he could go and stop so you're thinking he could go and stop the starks from yeah if i if i let ned out he there, he has the potential to go say hey everybody just just be cool whatever fuck it they can do whatever like put whoever you want on the throne it doesn't matter i'm gonna go mind my own business in winterfell and it's I, I a think, it's a chance to save himself and his family when in the current situation, based on what I think Varys and we know of Cersei and the Lannisters and Joffrey and everyone kind of in that camp, um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of chance at that. It seems like they're going to root out um, the traitor's blood, root and stem. They're going to get rid of anybody involved, anybody who may support them. Like they're going to squash this and turn their their attention to the Dothraki in the future and they don't want this conflict. And Varys seemingly, in my opinion, is like, hey, if I give you a chance or if I'm able to get you a chance, like, are you gonna fuck it up or are you gonna are you gonna play nice? Like are you gonna I don't even know that he's he's doing that in the hopes that Ned will go back and be the warden of the north and rule Winterfell as much as I think he's like, will you take this chance to save your families, like save your kids? There's no chance that Ned is the Lord of anything after this, even if he does get out um, because Cersei's seeing red Joffrey is crazy. Um, I just think it's a chance for him to maybe go start a new, go start somewhere fresh and, and give yourself another chance at a different ending to this story. And my takeaway is that he seems to get the answer that he was sad about and doesn't really, because he pushes back on Ned a little bit and Ned just, keeps his head down. He stays resolute in his, in his opinions and Varys kind of leaves it like, well, good luck. (laughs) Right. Um, so anyway, I was just curious about that. Um, then we jump to the wall. 
Um, and we see, if you remember the last episode that uh, we watched, when um, John and Sam were taking their vows before the Weirwood tree, um, uh, Ghost brought the hand. The yeah. hand uh, and we see that that led to a couple of bodies being found, but they look funny. I don't know if you caught that before, but um, they looked funny. And then, uh, and then, obviously, we see, um, you know, Sam brings up the fact that they smell different. Like they don't smell. They don't smell. Yeah, which I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I got to think that how cold it is up there probably plays a little bit of a factor of why they don't smell. No one else brought that up. I mean. The Lord Commander basically is like, eh, you might be right. So let me have somebody look at him. But you need to. Uh, it's the cord. Yep. Hi. There you are. Yeah, there you are. It might have also been like he was saying they look like they've been dead for a long time. And he was just like, but they don't smell like it. So like, but, if, yeah. if you look like you're dead for a long time, like I'm sure there's some, smell. some preservation that would happen being in the cold like that, but yeah. not enough to eliminate the smell totally when you look like you've been dead as long as they look like they right. have. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we see that, that moment where Sam does something useful, right? Uh, He's like, you're a coward, Charlie, but you're not, you're stupid. not stupid. And Sam looks like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Great job, Sam. Right. Cold star. Then we get a tough scene where, um, John is summoned to, well, first Lord Commander Mormont summoned to Maester Amon's, uh, quarters. And then we don't see their interaction, but what we see is the following interaction with, Commander Mormont, having summoned John to his chambers, tells John, pour me a horn of wine, pour one for yourself. Um, and he, he leads with um, basically the conversation about how, like, your you know, Joffrey, the king's dead, um, and your father's been arrested, labeled a traitor. And then we see John's reaction is, I think what you might expect uh, from somebody who is John like John he's been, he's gotten the short end of the stick with his family his whole life. But even so he has this deep love and passion for the people he loves and this willingness to defend them at all costs. I mean, what is John going to do against the King, you know, King Joffrey, but he's, he, it doesn't matter. He's not thinking about that. He's like, I'll do whatever I can. I got to go protect and save. And commander Mormont tells him not to do anything stupid. I hope you're not thinking of doing anything stupid. And yeah, I mean, do keep we have we have mentioned Lord Commander Mormont. He's mentioned the name. I've mentioned the name. The the uh, the show I think has dropped the name. H- have you put two and two together as far as who he is? No, but I, I don't know if I understand the question that you're asking. So okay. I guess no. Okay, good to know. Then I'm gonna leave it. I also thought it was the guy who acts like a jerk. Alistair Thorne? Yeah. Yeah. Like the is he the redheaded guy or whatever? Not redheaded, but like Yeah, he's right. He's the one that comes head. in later and says, Oh, that's a rare sight. Not right. just a bastard, but a traitor's bastard. And like, okay, good one. Like That's Alistair Thorne. Burn. Commander right. Mormont's the <laughs> commander of the Night's Watch. Right. Yeah. At this episode I was like, okay. Or oh, you maybe dif- last episode. You differentiated them yeah. the, uh, uh, now. Right. Um. Okay. So yeah. you 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 don't have any connections that you've made with Lord Commander Mormont. No. Okay. Um. Then we go to King's Landing again. Uh. We see the council with uh. You know, Cersei's there. Joffrey's on the throne. Uh. We see. Is that this part? 
Um, no, I don't think that's till the end. The, oh, the, the court, we see. Like yeah, court. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wrong. What we see at this point, I, I have the council. This is when Cersei is in with a small council, and Sansa's in front of them. They're getting her to write a letter. Correct. Yes. Um. And obviously we learn here in just a moment what that letter is intended for, but she is basically trying to, if you take her at her word, get Rob Stark, who would now be, you know, if, if Ned's out of the picture, he's the next in line to be the Lord of Winterfell, the, at this moment, the Warden of the North. Um, and so she's trying to, again, if we take her at her word, uh, get, Sansa to get Rob to basically swear his allegiance to Joffrey as king. Um, we see the first little bit of Sansa like not believing that her dad's a traitor, not wanting to accept it. Like this is a misunderstanding. He loved Robert. Like this whole this whole thing. It's it's and it's and it's just textbook manipulation. It is textbook manipulation, mm-hmm. textbook abuse. Like. I know what you want, which is your father to be safe and mercy and free. Well, what you want depends on you, depends on you doing this. So if you want that, then here's what you can do and now go do it. And clearly Sansa does um, because she's, you know, they, they get the letter at, at Winterfell, but like it's, it's just, yeah, it's just textbook and they're all doing it. Pycelle is, Varys is, Littlefinger. None, none as bad as Cersei, but that's what we're seeing. That's all we see is that she's just manipulating this, this you know, young teenage girl. And yeah, so I don't well, know. And then we see the result of that was the letter that Rob receives in Winterfell. <laughs> He's with Maester Aemon and Theon and... He's reading the letter and it's, uh, yeah, Maester Lewin. That's what I said. Yeah, Amon's, it's fine. I just don't want to get. Amon's yeah. the Maester, the it. old old man. At it's okay the to get wall. things wrong. I just, I, there's so many people that I don't want uh, Keith to get confused or anybody else. 100. percent You could say yeah. literally anyone's name, and I'd be like, "Yep, it's that person." <laughs> uh, yep. It is Maester Lewin. Maester um, Justin, that's him. And basically, they have a quick conversation, but Rob says. I'll, I'll do it. I'll go to King's Landing, but not alone. Call the banners. Call the banners. And Maester Lewin says, all of them? And his response is, uh, you know, they've sworn, they've sworn, have they not sworn allegiance to the Lord of Winterfell? Uh, now we will see what their words are worth. And up until this point, I've talked before about my love of Rob, like mm-hmm. how he's one of my favorite characters in the whole show. Um, and there's, up to this point, there's not really been a lot to, like point a reason point for, to why right this is i think one of the first scenes starting to yeah where you start to see like he he's taking this way better than a than a 17 year old boy would or should or could mm-hmm. um and he is he's got authority and he's he's obviously in a situation i mean he shows theon his hand yeah, funny little like, line there that's like are you scared are you afraid it must, you be. must be <laughs> Uh, Good, but he, you're not stupid. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's he is Theon's acting. Still a cunt, but that was funny. Say what? Theon's still a cunt, but that oh, was funny. Yeah, he is. Uh, fuck Theon. Um, but we see this where Rob is. Rob is coming into his own here, and this is now you can start to see like why. Because up until this point, I've I've talked about how I love Rob. I understand that it's not really made a lot of sense. This episode is a turning point, I think, for that, and this is the first scene where. Like you see, Maester Lewin kind of like 
like give a give a smile, like raise his eyebrows and like I'm impressed and I'm proud and I support this decision. Yeah, um, the last time they talked about uh war with the Lannisters, Rob brought that up and Maester Lewin said, Let's just hold on a second because words of war all too often become acts of war. And I think maybe what Maester Lewin was looking for was a little bit of what Rob showed here, and that's his his understanding of the situation right. and his ability to lead even in his youth. Correct. That's what that's what I'm saying is Mr. Lewin this time is saying, you know what? I'm behind, I, I'm behind you. I think you're absolutely right. This is an act of war that they have already made. We need to respond to that. And, you know, Mr. Lewin is, is you know, is behind him. Um, now, he doesn't say any of that. He just says, all right, I'll go send the letters, you know. <laughs> So and then we see the shot of uh, first the window with all the ravens, all the ravens, yeah, uh, you know, flying past, and then then the wide shot of Winterfell with the ravens kind of going in all the directions. Um, and then we then we cut to the Erie where we see Cat and Lysa. Cat comes in hot. She is hot, 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 hot. She's mad. She's got a letter in her hand. She's furious about something. And one of the most annoying things in the whole show is at this point, Robin is trying to breastfeed if you're old enough to untie the blouse you are too old too to, old to breastfeed feed on that breast why are you pointing at me well you were, you pointing, were pointing you were pointing first no justin was just doing this and i was oh mimicking um so we see this moment and it's kind of like a what's what's lisa got going on here you know like uh because cast like you've had this letter since morning and she's kind of weird she's like uh i'm showing it to you out of a courtesy um you know it wasn't sent to you yeah it was sent to me yeah and it's just like a it's just weird i thought i'm trying to get my headphones to work that's why i messed up this cord she's just a crazy person she is a crazy person and that did not work um but i thought that it was just a moment where cats like obviously stressed out like you see I can't imagine Kat having any different response, but Lice is just very like nonchalant. Like you were all up in bits and pieces about your husband being killed. And now they're, they're playing out a similar story again. And you just don't care. Like you don't, it well, was just her husband's weird. already dead. Say what? Her husband's already dead. Yeah, that's true. Um, which I'm not I, excusing it. I'm just saying I, she's selfish. Yeah. I mean, she, she does say why, like after Robin leaves the room, um, you know, which she obviously doesn't want him to know that they're in tr- in danger or potentially in danger. After he leaves the room, she like, you know, she kind of she kind of turns it up a notch on Cat. Cat came in hot. Liza was like, "What do you mean?" And then she turns it up a notch. Like, do you these people? They killed my husband. They pushed your son out of a window. They'll do anything. And you want us to go fight them? Nah, bro. Nah, we're staying right here. This impregnable fortress that we have. Knights of the Vale will stay in the Vale to protect their lord. Because now everything that Liza cares about is right there in the Eerie. And so she, she has absolutely no desire to care about anything else outside of it. That's why that, that letter means nothing. Right. It means nothing because, okay, fine. That happened somewhere in another corner of the world. I don't care. I'm here. My son's here. We're going to stay in this in this impregnable fortress until it's safe to come out. And um, that's annoying, but it's also pretty much, you know, Liza. Yeah. And, and it's one of those scenes where, like, 
that I can understand cat I can understand cats like urgency her abruptness yeah I don't I don't find that being bitchiness by cat that's a, that's no, a valid it's response very valid um I actually found Lysa to be pretty right intolerable in that moment yeah that's what Emily said Emily was like I don't know why you guys hate cats so much Lysa's the bitch and I was like that's fair <laughs> she Get is also. Well, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. Um, unnecessary. Uh, then we jump to the road um, away from the Erie uh, with Tyrion and Bronn. Tyrion's uh, back. Tyrion's we missed back. him last episode. Yeah, I love Tyrion. Um, we see where, uh, obviously, he's basically having a conversation with Bronn. Like, what do you want? You want gold? You want women? Golden women. Golden women. women. Um, That's so good. <laughs> and then he talks about, like, you know, whatever their price, I'll beat it. Uh, and I, I basically, I thought that was a really cool, like, allusion to the power that the Lannisters have. Again, like, they'll pay their debts. He's basically setting the stage for, he talks about, like, it's really, like, while I would appreciate your friendship, it's your affinity for murder that I'm I'm really right, here for. Right, right, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just thought that that was, like, a, a pretty cool, like, maybe this will hold some weight in the future. Like, maybe we'll see that matter more down the road. Um yeah, if if anybody offers you money to kill me, remember this: I'll beat it. I'll beat it. Um, <laughs> I like I living. Was <laughs> yeah. a great line. Yeah. It was a great line. Uh, then we see them. They've made some kind of shitty camp, and they're sleeping, or at least Tyrion sleeping. And Bronn's trying to get his attention, and then out of nowhere, we see these scary-looking motherfuckers. Shaga, son uh, of Dolph, <laughs> come uh, out out of the woods, and they're basically talking about killing Tyrion and Bronn right there and he asks Tyrion how do you want to die little man and Tyrion says <laughs> in my own bed at the age of 80 with a belly full of wine and a girl's mouth around my cock nailed it <laughs> uh, great which, job Nick that's exactly how I would like to die just so everyone knows I don't want to I don't want to go past 80 past 80 seems not very fun uh, when you when you see it around there, I would like to <laughs> have a belly full of there. yeah. When you, well, when you see it, like you yeah, know, people, I get it. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I would like to have a belly full of wine. And Emily, if you want to oblige on the other part, <laughs> I would not be saying no. It makes me think of the little Dicky song. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's let, it, me freak, let, let me freak. Let me freak. With the, the music it, video. Yeah, the music video is so funny because he's basically. She goes, Ooh. <laughs> he goes, okay okay uh it's it's a good one go check it out uh we're big fans of little dicky on this show maybe not keith but i don't know he's fun he's fun i, I believe you you guys are fun thank you uh then Nick's we jump about to get more fun <laughs> then we jump back to the wall uh where we see the scene that we've talked about a little bit earlier where basically alistair thorne comes in and he's poking and prodding john he says, oh, this is a site, you know, not only a bastard, but a traitor's bastard. And then John kind of stares at him. You can see the he's reached his boiling point uh, and it kind of spills over the pot and he grabs the knife and he tries to make a move at Alistair. All the guys step up, uh, Grin, Pip, Sam. They all stop him from, probably not Sam as much, but they all stop him from uh, from taking out his anger on Alistair Thorne. Uh, and he, he, you know, Thorne looks at John and says, you'll hang for this bastard and then walks off in his smug little way. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, that was an office reference. Yeah. You, you caught that. Um, and, bed uh, bugs. bed bugs are smug. <laughs> <laughs> so smug. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so, so then, uh, Lord Commander Mormont, like 
walks over. I was trying to think of a word to describe a, a walrus moving oh, across was, a room. I was going to go saunters. He saunters, saunters but he's a very large man. Uh, and he says, I told you not to do anything stupid. You're confined to quarters. Well, that's more pirate unless commander okay. of the wall. That's fair. Try again. I don't want to. <laughs> nah. Make it... Make it more pirate. Though. Now, yeah. can we go more pirate? More, more wine. <laughs> more pirate. Uh, I think it needs more cowbell. Then we see. Uh, I like this episode because, um, unlike other episodes where we would have cut away at a lot of this stuff, like usually we would have not gotten uh, Tyrion and Bronn meeting the Mountain Men right away. We would have cut to something else and then cut back. We're getting a little bit longer looks. And and just like that scene with this scene, we see John in his quarters. We see ghosts going ballistic. Uh, John's like, what is it, ghost? Is something out there? And obviously, like, ghost is, what is it, Lassie? going crazy. And uh, he lets him out, grabs a sword. Little Jimmy stuck in the well again? Um, and they, they ghost runs to what we can imagine or assume is Lord Commander Mormont's quarters, uh, where John spends a lot of his time as his... Servant? Steward. Yeah, it's just, he's a servant. Okay. It's steward. He's a servant. There's honor in the steward. Yeah, allegedly. Um, I but, was just giving you the word. You seem to stumble on it. for so. No, I was purposely... I mean, I'll just go fuck myself right now. It's if, fine. If you could do it right here, yeah, that'd be great. I'll just... I'll be right we'll back. I'll, I'll be back in a second. No, no. no Justin said do it here. All right. Stay tuned. Uh, and so then we see this interaction where uh, John fights off the guy that earlier in this the episode dead was guy. dead on a cart. Um, I'm a little bit curious as to why or how he ended up in Lord Commander Mormont's quarters. Um, I thought he was going to Maester Eamon's yeah. quarters. And without without allowing too much of like a spoiler kind of thing, the Whites tend to... They change over the seasons. Um, they, do, they do change. The way that they interact, the way that they... Uh, are portrayed they the way they look they change over the seasons i mean we had a we had some some uh at least one um like white not a white walker but a but a white uh the difference is the whites are like the zombies the you know the, the army of the dead the dead kind of thing like they're not the actual like white walkers um i don't think that, that <laughs> maybe it's a spoiler but either way I'm enjoying uh, watching Justin's face watch you. Either way, so but but you saw the difference between in in episode one, Keith. I'm talking to you, you motherfucker. Look at me. I know, but <laughs> Justin's face is more interesting. Episode one, uh, you right, saw the, the difference thing between in front the, of the thing screen and you're and like, oh, the, is that a white? The little girl, the little girl who's who's clearly like you know in Creepy. cahoots with yeah, like she's you know she's different than the White Walker, right? Right. And even later on in this episode, uh, Sam says... He doesn't fucking need you to connect these dots for him. He doesn't know that there's a difference. That's $5. Okay. That's $5. All right. That's unnecessary information that does give away stuff that is more significant later in the show. I was just pointing to the fact that they are that they, they look he differently. That. He doesn't need it. Well, he might be your- saying, man, those graphics are... Are shit and they no, look stupid. It was more those. And the way zombies. he like it gets it gets explained later. The way he closes his eyes like he's dead and then he opens his eyes again. Like all that kind of stuff is just a little bit much. And and they yeah they function differently. I, I live in the horror world, man. Okay, I know zombies. Five yeah, dollars. five bucks. Okay, you still got me by thirty. So <laughs> you can't you can't kill zombies by stabbing them in the stomach. 
connect dots that don't need to be connected. Go for it. Dots that get connected later in the show. That's what a spoiler is. When you say so-and-so, blah, 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 that is a giant spoiler, Justin. When you say, hey, you have no idea anything about these people and they've kept it ambiguous on purpose, I'm going to explain it for you. That's a spoiler. Okay. Uh, $5. I still love you. Then we see the little fight scene. Uh, He stabs him. We think like, oh, that's the end. I'll just fight him after this. I'm not worried about it. Uh, No, I love that. And then I'll kick your ass. Okay. Can we make that like a Patreon (laughs) exclusive video? Do you want to fight? At some point, yeah. Neil V. Holmes. We talked about this. Love to fight you. We talked about this. I know, and I still would love to do it. Okay, you're gonna get these hands at one at one point. I Nick, I will beat your ass. Okay, I've got so much hatred of life built up. <laughs> I will take all of it out on you. I'm excited because I'm gonna just I'm gonna cow drug at your ass, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna trash you, bro. I'm literally gonna I rip will your tongue out. Fucking lick wipe my balls the floor with, with you, bro, bro. Rip your lips off, bro. Kiss my ass with them. You don't really think you could beat me in a fight. I do. Call the hotline, whoever is listening. Honestly, honest to God. Maybe there'll be a a pull-up on You really think you could beat me in a fight? Yeah. Nick, I would fucking kill you. Okay. Is this going to be another best friends (laughs) situation? (laughs) No, that's probably why we're here. Okay. Um, So then we see that John throws the fire on him. Uh, Stupidly. Lord Commander Mormont does Stupidly. He like grabs. He does it. grab it. Oh yeah, with his hand, and then throws it. Why? I don't know. Show that it's hot. I guess. <laughs> ah! It uh, was this fire hot. <laughs> Dang it! It's not. Commander Mormont did nothing in that scene. He just he. If you watch him in the background, because I watched this episode twice. I watched John the first time when we watched it, and then last night when I was watching again, I watched to see what Lord Commander Mormont did because I was like, why didn't he do anything? He just stood there and was like, oh, what do I do? And that's John grabbed the fire out of his hand to throw. It was yeah. so dumb. Why are you the Lord Commander of anything? Why does John know? Oh, I guess they do say earlier that like we should burn them. Like they. Uh, yeah, Sam, Sam said that. Sam says that. He read, it, they, it, read it in an old book. No, he says that. He says that the, the old book thing later. But when they bring them in on the little pallet, they, he said like one of them says. Uh, like, oh, we should burn them, you know, okay, yeah, it's the wilding way for, you know, for them. And then Mormont says, I want Eamon to, Maester Eamon to examine them first. So maybe it's a, I don't know, maybe it's a call back to John thinking like, they told us to burn them, you know. Or maybe he's just grabbing the next yeah. closest weapon he can find. Maybe, yeah. Because right. his sword is in him. Just got pulled out of the guy. Right, yeah. Um, so then, yeah, anyway, interesting scene. Where's the other one, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Who fucking knows? Like, well, we better go in that guy, too. Yeah. Fire him. Uh, then we jump to the Kalasar. Um, they are wreaking havoc on whatever village they've come upon, um, tearing down statues, uh, killing the them people. in, the goat people, uh, taking the women. Then we see... It's the lamb people, like sheep, you know, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's okay. Tell us more. No, no, I think that's, that's all you. there is. That's there isn't. They're anymore. the lamb, like it's the lamb god and the lamb and the lion and the lamb and the horse. Yeah, it? I think you're justified in the goat thing because the witch they talk. She's the goat. She mentions goats. Does she? Uh huh. And Wait. that's when uh, Rego spits and says, 
like which it's it's not rego but it's um but yeah i don't know i got maybe it's yeah. fine that's a small point uh so then we see danny show some mercy here <laughs> um what do you i don't like this version of you uh you're not being helpful where are you going bye nick i love you <laughs> Then we see Danny show some mercy. Um, Good you know, job, Danny, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because we see, like, this is the first time anyone's ever told them no. And Jorah's even like, you can't really do that. And she's like, like, yeah, I can. Do it or call Drogo. We'll hear, like, a why, basically. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting because she's just assuming that he's going to take her side, which he does. But... um it wasn't that long ago where like she was he was just doing what he wanted to her and didn't respect her, didn't have any like care in the world. Um and now she's like speaking with the authority like I I do what I want and he's going to support me and if you don't listen, he'll hear about why. It's not the first time she said that, um mm-hmm. but she obviously believes it. Well, and the show could just be time hopping and we have to assume that their relationship is a lot stronger now. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we see the scene where uh, Danny comes before Khal Drogo, and uh, they're having a conversation. And I think it was a really cool moment when Danny said, "The dragon feeds on horse and lamb alike," um, because it's it's again connecting these dots between Targaryens and dragons, and obviously a dragon would eat whatever it wanted. Uh, we saw the skull of the dragon that was in, in the Red Keep, like down in the dungeons. Uh, that was a big beast who could eat anything in the world. Um, and I just thought that was a that was a good, uh, um, you know, line there. And then we get the scene where um, it's, oh, it's Mago who's like there causing a little bit of chaos. And he basically, he basically like steps to call Drogo and, and holds his, a rock, right? Isn't that what they call the weapons? Yeah, Eric. Uh, yeah, rock. What, and, I don't and know he, sure which one, but he holds it at Drogo, and then we see the He's like, "You're, you're, you're no call." Like, yeah, like let's do this thing. Did you catch a look at uh, Kyle Drogo's Eric there? No. Oh, it's huge, and it's oh yeah, I knew it was really bigger. Cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know if there was anything. Well, the other yeah, the other two ones you see in that scene are, are two or three. They're just kind of normal like crop you know little like things you just hack off the top of crops with like the scythe yeah and but his is like this really cool and massive like you know weapon was he holding it or was it just yeah it was was resting on it like he he was was, like resting his arms on it i missed that it was pretty badass and then when he goes to fight him he doesn't pick it up he doesn't pick it up well then he throws his other weapons yeah yeah mago mago presses his eric a rock into and Drogo just leans into it, which I thought was so hard. Yeah, like, he's like, he flicks oh. it away. Yeah, yeah. he like flex, yeah. flex up fucking. I don't even have those muscles, and he just flexed it. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, you do. I it was. I understand. Let's spend five minutes watching okay. you flex. I think it's a really cool one too. Um, <laughs> it's unnecessary, but that muscle. It's really cool. No, not the muscle. The the move by <laughs> by Drogo. I think it was. It was. It's obviously a power move. Like. Okay. Yeah, I don't you care. see when he flexes into it, it so, goes deeper into him and he just doesn't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, Mago's like basically saying like, "Hey, you're within reach of my weapon, just so you know." 
And then also, I have a weapon, and I'm and I'm I'm prepared to use it. And Drogo's like, okay, I'm right here. And and like the, the, my, one of my favorite things about Drogo is that when he is in those moments of him being the biggest dick in the room, like he's yelling it, mm-hmm. he's narrating. It every time when you know when they have the the prisoner and he's telling them that they're going to go and you know kill the men in the iron suits and their stone houses and all that when he is uh, when he's killing Viserys he's he's narrating that as he goes um, and then and then in this one obviously he's talking about like I you know the we're not going to bury you we're not going to burn you your your body's going to lay here until. The birds pick at it and you're just bones and he's dropping all his weapons and he's just, you know, going, moving out of the way of, of, of Mago's weapon. And then Mago says something stupid, which is, uh, you know, you have to kill me first. And, and Drogo says, I already, I already have. have. And then he immediately he slashes his throat with his own Eric and then rips his tongue yeah, out, of, out his of his throat, out hole. of the throat hole. And then tosses it on something I've never noticed before. That he, pile of heads. Pile of heads. Yeah. Just right next to him. I didn't notice. I mean, we're we've been in this scene for minutes for for a while, and I don't I don't notice a pile of it heads. It actually pans onto it in the very beginning of the yeah, scene. Right. And he's walking up. I saw that, but I didn't see a sword. Okay. Like, so oh, that's well, heads. nine or ten times I've never seen that pile of heads. And then uh, this the last time when I was watching with Emily, I was thinking. What does he throw? That he I know he throws it in a pile of something, the the tongue, but it's a pile of heads, which is weird and Some, I mean, gross. You got to do something with the crazy heads that you have. Yeah, I guess. Also, it's Ricaro, not Rego. So Ricaro is the one who steps towards uh, Mago. I think yeah. So Rego is the name of uh, the baby. Right, the name of the baby. Ricaro is no. Ricaro is the guy who's basically with Danny. He's she's with Danny, like or he's with Danny. He's the one that was like, oh, the 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 writers do her a great honor. Um, he's talking about why they're there. Uh, and and then you know, so is he just not credited at all. No, I think the guy is. Um, he's he's a reoccurring character. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't. He's not on the. I can't he's talk the, about him. He's not on the credits at I all. I can't talk about him. I know, but he's not on the credits at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm already five dollars in on this one. So let's so just make it ten. <laughs> make it an even ten. I'd rather not. I'm surprised you only gave me five for that one. Anyways, that's okay. I'm not trying to stick it to you. That's true. You'll you'll get your way there. You're slowly chipping away. At my First 50. time ever. You're not trying to stick it to. Me. <laughs> I mean, I'm usually trying to stick it to you. Uh, so yeah, then then we see uh. Miri door, aka the witch. Yeah. Um, this random blood rider of Drogo calls her a witch. Yeah, I'll look it up. I'll find it. Um, I didn't bring my book tonight. It's probably but, in your book. Yeah. Uh, he's he's yeah. So he he's not a fan of of Miri door from the beginning. Uh, Danny, for whatever reason, is supportive of her. Uh, gives her passage to come. You know, we see this scene where she's talking about she knows how to heal him. And Drogo like reluctantly is kind of like sure Quotho. fine Quotho got it boom thank <laughs> nice. you yeah, yeah there, there's a big scene with him you know yeah. coming yeah. Yeah. and you know where he's coming just like Keith Winter and um, oh he came oh that's right on the couch and now I'm on the couch 
You came on the couch. Well, I guess. So all I had, yeah, yeah. Anyways, wasn't it them. wasn't it so easy looking that up on your cool iPhone? <laughs> yeah, I've joined the uh, high society again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been years since I, but I've, I got welcome back. This new phone has this like Apple on the back of it with a bite out of it. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, kind of weird. It's probably used. Yeah. Right. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about this scene? Um, Jerga's a fucking G. That's about it, bro. Yeah, he bro. Just, what a G. Flex into that shit. And Literally. then rip the dude's throat out. Um it's just his tongue. He ripped it, dude. He ripped he ripped his tongue through the throat. Yeah, but it was the whole thing all the way down. Why are you guys like spending all your time <laughs> correcting <laughs> me? He fucking ripped his throat out and no, then held the tongue in his hand with the whatever part of the throat. Like the afterwards. larynx and shit, like the voice box and all like everything. This guy He ripped it out of his throat. Yeah. Right. It, was, it was crazy. That wasn't. That was a. You said this when we were watching it, but it is. That is probably the best kill we've seen so far. I think it's hands down. I think it's hands down the best kill we've seen so far. Yeah. Not Arya's kill. Arya's kill. I. I which one? Arya's kill. Arya's. Oh, No, I think that the <laughs> second one. I think. I think kill, cool kills one and two belong to Drogo, because I think Viserys. Viserys. Uh, his his golden crown is number two. Yeah. Yeah. Up until this point. So, like, if this was a Call of Duty game, Drogo would be the one on the kill cam. Oh, yeah. Like, at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. One, one of his two kills fight. would be at the kill cam. No, yeah. it would be Arya's, because that's how Call of Duty always works. Oh, be, yeah. You're like, man, I got a really cool kill. Can't wait to see this at the end. Lamp. <laughs> how did Come I on. Get <laughs> that's the one Drogo's kills would make it in the commercial. And you'd be like, shit, I can do that in the game. And then, no, you can't. You can't. It's just... Only if you mod and cheat. which button combination do I do for the throat pull? <laughs> the throat pull. Um, then we jump into again solidifying uh, hot take. I think Rob is my favorite character in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've said that before. Um, so then we jump into a scene that solidifies that even I don't more. Think that's even that hot of a take. He's a great character. There's a, he, the, he, there he he develops well. He, I'm not gonna get into it, but like he develops well. He we've already seen him develop, and it's been eight episodes. When he first starts, it's like he's a he's a kid. He's getting shaved. He's waiting for the he's waiting for the the king and the queen to arrive. And and then we see him step up when when Ned leaves. I'll make the appointments. Oh, uh, you need to be you know be helping out with Rickon. He's six. He clings to my leg all day. Talking to cat. He you know goes from from uh you know responding out of uh just like too quickly in the godswood talking about you know will you know well we'll go to war and Mr. Lewin brings him back and now he's like the guy and he's making every it seems like every decision he makes in this episode whether it's how he responds to somebody or you know what they should be doing strategy wise Seems like every decision he makes is the bright one. Yeah. Unlike his Unlike dad. Unlike his father. <laughs> who fucks it all up. Um, so then we jump to the north. Uh, we see they're sitting at the table. And we see this interaction between a character that I don't think that you've met yet. We haven't met the great, great John. John. No. Uh, great but John. What Lord a great John scene. Umber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and Rob. And uh, basically, the great John's like, I'm going to lead the vanguard. Rob's like, no. He says, yes, I am, or else I'm going to march my men home. Rob says, great. You go ahead and do that. I'm going to go down and take care of business, and then when I come back, 
We're gonna march to your. To I'm gonna your, whoop your ass. We're gonna march to your keep, and then you're gonna be hung for an oath breaker. And I was like, shit. Yeah. Then we Great see. Great time is a good comeback, though. It's like I'm not gonna be talked to by a boy so green he pisses grass. Yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah, good one. It is good. Um. Then we see the great John like grab his sword, stand up, and then out of gray wind. nowhere, gray wind. gray wind for the win. Uh, goes across the table. By the way, how great! Across the table, attacks uh, the great John. Uh, rips some fingers off. Rips two fingers off, and then two fingers just the totally changes his whole demeanor. Well, Rob's a. Uh, what was it like? I know it's illegal to raise a sword against your lord, but you were just cutting, my, or you were just gonna. I'm cut sure my you meat. were just doubtless. You were just gonna be cutting my meat, right? Your and he meat just yells, "Is bloody, is bloody tough!" And which everyone laughs. Which is <laughs> it's another thing that I like about Rob. Um, he's not quick to anger, yeah. and he's not quick to make the very justified call of. I mean, Fuck he, this guy. he yeah, could have, right. he could have had the great John hung, beheaded, whatever, but he instead lets it kind of roll off his back. He understands I am young. Uh, they didn't swear loyalty to me necessarily. They swore loyalty to my father. I'm We've telling seen them, this progression though. Like think about him talking to Theon when Bran's riding on the horse and Theon's like, you should do something. They attacked your husband or your, your father in the streets of King's Landing. And Rob says, look, just chill the fuck out. Let's think here. And Theon talks shit, and then Rob talks shit back, and later on, and, and we see you know whatever happens next. But it, yeah, it it we've seen Rob progress to that person that says, you know what, he's level headed. Let me, yeah, right, yeah. You got two of your fingers taken off. Let's see how you react. Yeah, and then but if I need you this guy, then if you step, yeah, he's, again, yeah. he does need him, and that's part of what the great John was arguing was like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I deserve this honor. I've earned it. I've won battles. Like, let me have a chance to honor. Vanguard's the first you. people in the battle. Bro, I don't know who's I do like, not yeah, let's leave the, the van. Like, no, fuck, fuck that. that. I'm in the back, bro. Well, so then let's clarify something because I might have missed it. Was Rob saying he wanted to lead it, or that someone? No, else he was. was he was it? assigning it to uh, Gilbert Glover, yeah, or something like something along those Glover. lines. But Glover, okay. but, Glover, Glover, yeah, um, Donald Glover. Yeah, yes, yes. Lethal Weapon is leading the Vanguard. <laughs> was Donald Glover? Oh wait, no, that's a different Glover. <laughs> Donald Glover is Charles. Yeah, yeah, not not, not yeah. Glover. who's who's the guy? Know. Danny now, Glover. Danny Glover is Lethal Weapon. Glover is. Uh, uh, Angels yeah. in the Outfield's manager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny Glover. Sorry. Okay. sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Guess I've never seen Lethal Weapon. Also, Troy from Community is leading the Vanguard. Right. Spider-Man. Yeah. We all wish he was Spider-Man. Um, we do wish he was Spider-Man, but what's his face? But Tom Holland Shemir. is pretty great. Atlanta's well, so good, Well, we want him to be Miles Morales. Oh, yeah. And... Well, I was fine with him being... Oh, yeah, he would have been a great Peter Parker, too. too but who when played Miles Morales? Shamir... Parker's is some somebody who I did not know, but okay. he did a what phenomenal yeah yeah very good. I, I just didn't know if it's, I, it what is, a movie. It is top ten movies of all time for me. They they did a phenomenal job. Um, yeah, so very very good movie. Uh, unfortunately, doesn't have Donald Glover. Um, but is if you haven't movie. seen Atlanta, go watch Atlanta. Atlanta's great. In fact, uh, what the what's the rapper's name in Atlanta? Paperboy. Paperboy yeah. plays Miles Morales' dad right. in yeah, that movie. Right, yeah, you told me that, yeah. Paperboy, Paperboy, all and about that. And Marshala Ali plays uh, yeah. Prowler. That's who I was thinking The about whole Charlotte. cast in, in uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, anyway, then we jump to Rob and Bran, a quick scene. Uh, and it's again, just solidifying my love for Rob. He tells Rickon, I'll write to you, but if you don't hear from me, don't be scared. Like, ah, it's so powerful. Um, and then we see... You don't know his name, do you? Rickon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That kid Holy came on screen shit. and I was like, oh, it's the kid Justin talks about. Yeah, Rickon. literally. Emily, yeah, Emily was like, who is that? And I was like, exactly. <laughs> Bran says everyone will He's come no back. no one. That's who he is. <laughs> Bran says everyone will come back and Rickon says, no, no they, they won't. won't. And then walks no, out won't. of the room. <laughs> drops the, yeah, drops the <laughs> what, mic. What an actor. <laughs> so good great. Uh, then we see Bran and Asha in uh, the God's or near the Weirwood tree. Bran, Asha, Hodor's And then cock. we see Hodor. <laughs> uh, what did you think? How would you rate it? What did Lauren think? <laughs> I, I didn't get that. Oh, you didn't see it? Dang, no, you, oh, you left. Yeah. You turned male nudity off too? Yeah. Yeah, I thought oh about turning God. only male nudity on, but yeah, no, that's you should have turned male nudity the only way to watch all it. the way up. You you would have gotten all the way a, up. A There's a levels. Oh, you would up. have gotten a treat. It's a cock for the ages. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, Asha says he's got giant he's blood got in giant it. Giant blood around the queen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, what if she is the queen though? I don't think she is. Who know. knows? Uh, anyway, my only my only note here was Hodor exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like why did we see his penis and i said why not well because we've seen a lot of female nudity yeah. now two episodes even in a row out. we've seen some penis yeah so gotta even it out a bit fingers crossed to seeing more for our female and gay uh watchers of game of thrones had to give everybody something to to enjoy um then we jump to the wall True. where sure. we see the scene where it's obviously post the the death of the the redeath, the, death the of double the death. death. The I want to go back to that. I don't the think deafening. I don't think females are attracted to the male nudity Dude, quite like we are. Okay, I, no, I'm just thinking joke. like it was I, just a fucking throwaway line. Yeah, they're not very attractive. Like, uh, yeah, penises are not attractive not, at all. And yeah. now all you're doing is bringing attention to something that I'd rather no one have attention brought on. Okay, penises are not attractive. Unfortunately, that's what I've got. <laughs> it's not. It's not Hodor's. So. No, it's we figured out last episode that it's clearly more like the guy behind the horse. <laughs> oh, do you have anything else you'd like to say about penises? No, but I do like to have at least one segment about them. Right. Every every episode, episode. we now have Nick's apology corner and something about Nick's penis Nick's corner. penis alert. Yep. Or something. Do you want to share more? I like to call it penis today. Nick's penis report, so it's NPR. Yeah, welcome NPR. to NPR. Yeah, <laughs> this sucks. Um, <laughs> can I move welcome on? Welcome to NPR. Please? This sucks. I just don't want to start moving on again, and then you go back to the penis thing. I just nobody want to draw likes, it back to Hodor. Nobody likes penises. Hodor's is fantastic. It's great. Yeah. Okay, then we go to the wall, uh, and they're having the conversation about the walkers sleeping beneath the ice. Um, and like what happens when they don't, you know, when they wake up and the response is, well, I hope the wall is high enough. And then we get the panning up to the top of the wall. Would have been cooler if Sam says, uh, if Sam would say that's where the book stops. (laughs) Like, like, okay, I read it in a book, like. You know the walk, the walkers sleep under the ice for thousands of years. Well, I don't know. I didn't finish the and, book. Well, no, it's like it's like. Well, that was when they stopped writing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. Um, that would have been good, but it wasn't. You got your yeah, another view of the wall. Yeah. Um, still impressive. Yeah. The uh, 
like the levels was weird. Felt felt weird. Levels, Jerry. Yeah. Levels. It was like yeah. That's a great episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> it it's one of the best. Kramer's the best character in the show by far. Um, I'm yeah. all about just like making definitive statements about who's the best. Mm-hmm. The ass man. The ass man. Yep. <laughs> um. So anyway, it, the 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 stair level kind of tiered up things were weird, right? Because you don't get that view any other time we've ever looked at the wall, right? I don't think you ever get it again. I don't think that we do. It may be kind of like the view that's portrayed in the books. Well, if I remember we right. remember the wall is huge. Right. So the segment that we were looking at if, had that. If I remember right, I remember them talking about these like ice stairs, like these ice stairs and ice paths up the wall uh, at some point during during the books. And so I, I, that maybe that's what they're trying to do is, is maybe show it a little bit more. Like So without spoiling, do we learn more about the wall? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. Um, Five bucks. Just kidding. Okay. I'll pay five bucks. For I understand. No, that, you don't have to pay five is bucks. Is that a spoiler? No, no. Are I understand this real? version of me is not your favorite, but would you just <laughs> love me for who I am, please? Sure, I'll do my best. Are Jesus. giants real? What? Are giants real? We're just everyone's shrugging. Nobody wants to put money into a thing. I mean, Hodor has giant's blood. Right. Clearly. If if nothing else, he has a giant cock. So. Which you didn't get to see. Go back and watch it. Okay. I'll Turn on up, male nudity, I'll man. Up on Come YouTube. on. It goes down to his knees. It's huge. <sighs> that might be an exaggeration, but it does. Of it course, does it's seem... an exaggeration, Nick. <laughs> it Look, let's just. It does Nothing hang... is fun in this world if you don't exaggerate it. It does hang for, low for the effect. That's an exaggeration. Much, like I, will, I will somehow figure out a way to change Justin's profile picture to Odor's penis. penis. I'll just do it. I'll do it for you. You don't even have to figure out how to do it. Right, go ahead. Send me a pic. You. If I get a picture from you of Hodor's penis, I will set my profile picture. What if you that. get it from Nick? Have nope. you ever played the game? What are the odds? Yeah, I don't like it because I always lose. <laughs> what are the odds you've set Hodor's dick as your profile picture? One to ten. All right. Count, uh, count to three there, Keith, for me. One, two, three. Six. Seven. Oh! That, was close. that was close. That was close. Oh, man. Uh, thankfully, I'm not doing that shit. Um, then we go. <laughs> we're moving along. I don't know how we got stuck on Hodor's penis. Then we go to Rob's camp. Um and we see a scene where he's addressing his men. Um, and the the important piece here, or the piece that sticks with me, is his conversation with Kat kind of after, um, where she basically is like, or he's like, what if I lose? Uh, she basically says, everybody dies. I mean, it, you know, the Mad King... Uh, when he was gone, you know, all the all the Targaryen children were killed at, at Tywin Lannister's uh, orders, and the the years haven't made him kinder. Uh, you know, basically goes through like your dad dead, your sisters dead, your brothers dead, me and you dead, everybody dead, and Rob has just the best response for again somebody who's so young, who's so inexperienced, who's facing unbelievable pressure. He says, "Well, that makes it simple then." And I just, I just so good, man. Like, yeah, he just is handling this better than anybody could have have hoped for. Um, and he's doing a great job. Did, was that, there anything about that scene that stuck out to you? Well, so talking about this, I meant to talk about it earlier when Varys was in with Ned, um, and they were talking about why Ned did it, and he was like to save the children. And I think that's like a cool dichotomy, maybe between like what's going to happen to the Starks if they lose. And what Ned chose to do, 
If he wouldn't have done that, if he would have just yeah. So they mentioned that it. in the in the inside the episode, um, Benioff says uh, says Cersei is willing, and when they're talk when they are opening the show and they're and they're using Sansa as a pawn uh, to write the letter and they're mm-hmm. looking for Arya and all that kind of stuff. Um, he says like Cersei is willing to do with Ned's children what Ned was not willing to do to Cersei's children right. was to use them as a pawn or as you know captives or prisoners. Rinley brought up let's let's drag Joffrey from his bed. Like Ned was not willing to do any of that. Cersei clearly is. So yeah, that's a good pickup. Absolutely. Yeah, nice little dichotomy. Yeah, I like it. Thanks. Um, I did it. I want to know, Keith. You did it. I, I asked. Uh, I asked Emily. I said after the episode, like, "Hey, are you seeing why we love Rob so much? Are you starting to see that?" And she was like, "Eh, okay, yeah, I guess." Did it have as much? We know where Rob goes. Mm-hmm. Um, did this episode have as much weight to Rob's character for someone like I, yourself? I think it did, just because we actually saw him. And so much of him, right? And and, and a decisive him, because mm-hmm. you know. Okay, it was, it was sorry. Like you're I was, saying, I have, no, you're good. <laughs> in between sips. It was like you were saying earlier. Like we've seen him grow, and it hasn't been like as stark for me because like I, I see what you did there. Thank you. I haven't been uh, like I don't know where he goes, and I yeah, don't yeah. have a intrinsic love for him because I've already seen the show. It's just like right. I you pointing it out makes me go, oh yeah, he has done that. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, in this episode, it it was definitely his responses to things were cool. He was a witty person. He had control of himself. He seems like a cool guy. Cool. All right. Not what as we cool got as, next? Not as cool as Rickon, but yeah, right. pretty cool. <laughs> then we then we go to the Lannister camp. We see um, Tyrion and the mountain, the you know the hill tribe coming over, and uh, <laughs> he's basically trying to like ditch them. And because he definitely doesn't want to go in front of his dad like this, and Shaga says, nope. "Cut off your manhood and, and, <laughs> and feed it to the ghosts." Yes, feed it to the yes. ghosts. Yes, yes. Which we obviously are given a clue. Like he must have said this quite a few times. Yeah, I think he says it more in the books. Like he does say yeah, it a lot of the. We right. get all of it in the books. Right. Yeah. Um. And it was just it was Tyrion's so good. It's so funny. It um. Like, yes. Yes. Feed it to the goats. <laughs> so then we walk in and we see that. Um, uh, Tywin is is there strategizing. Um, someone comes in and talks about. Uh, it kind of interrupts the introduction between the Hill Tribes and Tywin with a uh, number three kind of an update on uh, on Rob and his movements. And he's crossed the twin, uh, not the twins, um, whatever the body of water is. And Tywin kind of gets this. I don't know if you caught it, but this like brief like flare of excitement and he says uh the wolf rushes into the lion's jaws right um and he says you know send send word to jamie that i'm going to meet rob uh stark you know in the field mm-hmm. and um and then we kind of get this like uh like scene where tywin has obviously been told by Tyrion that there's a lannister debt that has to be paid we know lannisters always pay their debts uh and he kind of counters he doesn't really offer it to the hill tribes he just kind of tells them like fight with me and i'll give you everything my son promised you and more uh and and shaga's response is uh basically like only, only if, if the half man only if the half man us. fights with us uh until we get what was promised to us the little lion's life belongs to us 
there's a wave here. Oh, nope. Yep. Um, sorry. We were trying to get some lights adjusted here. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I just thought that was uh, a moment where we obviously know that Tyrion's not a fighter. I like how Keith waved so he didn't draw attention to it. <laughs> and then it was like... It's just very distracting, all this shit right. going on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in and out, he's trying to communicate, and it's just distracting. I oh, broke the seal look. way too early, me, me, early yeah. before we even started recording. And he it peed just, for the third time that yeah. you've been sitting here. Yeah. 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 It's too um, bad. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I did hear what you're saying though so and and that is like Tyrion's face after shaka says that is like what like, <laughs> I don't, are you kidding me i'm not gonna to do the, that in the vanguard like, yeah uh nope yeah um then we jump back to rob's camp uh they've brought a spy that they've captured he was counting um i really like this from rob uh he's showing again some mercy well we, there's a little bit of ulterior motive there, a little bit of strategy manipulation. But at the end of the day, he could have easily killed this guy, but he lets him walk, walk out of camp with his life. Um, did you catch the... Yes, because he counted more than Rob actually thinks that they have, and yes. that's why he let him go. Yep. They were shocked when he said 20,000. They were like... Like he stopped. He got caught before he made it past 20,000. Yeah. And so um, there was a little bit of mercy there because you definitely could have and probably should have killed a spy. Definitely. I think there's another piece of why he let him go. Why? Um, so when he first walks in the walks into the 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 tent, the uh, spy, the battle plans the are laid out. The maps laid out, um, and it takes a second for Theon to Come throw up. throw it over each itself and great john says you know oh we're not gonna leave this camp or this tent alive it's fine um i think rob's like okay he's gonna go back we're gonna let him go he got to twenty thousand, which is more than what we actually have and then also he's seen our battle plans so he's gonna have no choice basically in his head as a spy like he's trying to report everything he can he's going to say these were their battle plans and rob now knows that Okay, whatever was on that table, we probably shouldn't do that because this guy knows it. And so, you know, kind of, you know, the other way around. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if that is one of them. It's never really said, but that's my thought. I think that it is revealed later. Okay. In a scene that is much more significant in the book than it is in the show. In the show, it's minor. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I probably do. There's There's a battle. Where something yeah. very significant happens. No, I, yeah, I, that, that is very minor in the show, but it's huge in the book. Yeah. Oh, the oh, the battle scene itself. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the no. strategy that that the domino that fell with that was significant, and I think right. that this is a result of that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. And that's what I'm trying to say is I think Which that there's more to seems it. Seems so weird because for me, looking at that battle plan, it wasn't a plan. It was like there's two lion heads, and then there's my wolf head. And literally, he says the only way we can do either of these two things is to go through where this is. Yeah, they're talking about the twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they mention uh, Lord Frey, late Lord the, Frey. The, Catelyn says the late Lord Frey. You know, um, he showed up late. Like, showed up to the Battle of the Trident after it was over. <laughs> That's such a great. <laughs> it like, is. It well, is. I'm here. I'm here. What the we fuck do you won. want from me? Um. Anyway, so we get this other scene where. The great John is a little spicy. He's a little frustrated that Rob let the spy go. Are you touched, boy? And Rob looks him dead in the face and says, call me boy one more time. Go on. Go on. (laughs) I love it. 
And the great John just just like gruffs out of the room, and that's that. And we see again where Rob is not afraid to take a little bit of pushback and a little bit of uh, aggression from even his own his own camp. Uh, yeah, allow that person to have that reaction. Not now, to, you not can't to do say, it disrespectfully. Not to say trust me blindly, right. believe and not have your own opinion, but. At the end of the day, I'm I'm the leader of this yeah. of this army, and you also can't but it's keep okay calling if, me boy disrespectfully yeah. like that in front of everybody, which yeah. he allowed him to do back in Winterfell. But he's not going to continue to allow it to happen. But look, people are allowed to have their emotions. That's something Joffrey doesn't allow people to do. That's something that Cersei doesn't allow people to do. That's something that no one really allows people to do, except for the rightful, you know, best ruler that we've seen so far in the show, which is Rob Stark. Rob Stark. Even though you know Ned would be great too, but he doesn't know how to play the game, I guess. And he makes lots of bad choices. Lots of bad choices. Good choices. Ready? One, bad two, time. three, go. Uh, then we. Go. White claws don't have the same sound because they they're not like. yeah. Then we jump to the last scene of this episode. We are back in King's Landing. We, we are, are back now in the throne room. Joffrey is sitting on the throne. Bed bug smug, uh, <laughs> looking like a fucking prick up there. What a Joffrey. Um, then we see... Fuck Joffrey. Then we see uh, a couple things happen. Jano Slint uh, is raised to Lord. He's given the ancient um, seat of Hall. Tywin Lannister has been named Hand of the King. Barristan Selmy has been fired. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, in, in all of it. I mean, here's one thing that I will say. It is humiliating. As Barrison let us know, I thought that Cersei did not demean him. Like when she's talking about, thank you for your service. You've served well. We're going to honor you with, a, you know, a, a house. Like she, I thought for Cersei. Yeah. Again, it's all contextual. Sure. For Cersei. Yeah. I thought that this was a weird moment where she didn't take an opportunity to just like, fuck somebody over now i assumed it, it was because of his status and his like popularity that she didn't want to be like right screw this guy and then have a little bit of people turn on him there was a, a smidge of a lead into this where they were talking about like what led them into this point was the safety and protection of the king is of utmost importance and then they get into firing him. So that might be a little bit of a dig, like you let King Robert die, so you're fired. Yeah, she but says I just that, right? thought that the words that she said sure. were not tearing down. They she were says actually, it in she a was very him, politically correct way. Which yeah, is, yeah. Which I thought was sure interesting. The the part that I was like I made the face to that you got really defensive about was that she was, I think that's the alcohol talking. When uh <laughs> when Barrison says our vows are taken for life. Only, you know, death relieves it. Um, she says, whose death? Yours or your king's? Because to this point, Barrison has been Kingsguard for two different kings, both of which have died while he is serving them. Now. What? Dead. Oh, okay. I was like, no, that's, not, that's, a, that's not a spoiler. Um, no. I was yeah. just saying. I thought, yeah. They died. So I was like, yeah. oh, God, what did I say? No, no, no. So, you know, I think that's a little bit of a dig because neither one was his fault. Uh, you know, no one, like Ned said, no one could keep Robert from... Are you saying Robert's not dead? 
No one can keep mm-hmm. Robert from himself. Maybe. We haven't seen a body. We haven't seen a body, have we? No one can protect Robert from himself. Uh, the other one was, he. you know, they mentioned it. Like, Barrison was like, uh, well, Jamie kind of killed that guy. Like, I didn't do that. Um, so I thought that piece was a little demeaning. And then obviously Joffrey is Joffrey and says, you're too old to, you know, uh, protect anybody. And, um, and, you know, Barrison says, I'm a knight. I'll die a knight. And Littlefinger makes a funny joke, which is apparently a naked knight. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, Barrison throws his sword down and says, you know, add it to the others kind of thing. Which I thought was cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, then we see Sansa come in. Uh, she stands before them. Uh, she's asking for mercy again. We get this moment where she's trying to appeal to the like emotional side of Joffrey. If you have any affection left for me, you'll show me this mercy. Joffrey is, first off, Joffrey. fuck Joffrey. Second off, fuck Joffrey. Third off, Joffrey's not someone who's going to respond to the emotional attempt to manipulate or to even win him over to your side. Um, and he shows that. He's like, you've moved me. However. Yeah, like, he does step up there, like tells Pycelle to like let her finish. Yeah, which which I think is more that Joffrey is Plays the part. playing the part yeah. a bit. Uh, I think that his mom is Cersei and she's great at playing the game. Yeah. And I think that he's obviously been around her enough to know. Um, but he also he, might just be a narcissist and he, you're appeasing him. So like, okay, I'll keep listening. Yeah. I would definitely me. say he's a narcissist. Yeah. Um, but then we get this thing where he's like, you've, you've moved me. I'll, I will Your show sweet him words mercy, have moved me. Uh, but he must confess. And yeah. my thought or question for you, Keith, based on what we know of Ned... He will not. How do you think that's going to go? He will make the wrong choice <laughs> and not do it. So what? And what? Like throughout the whole scene, they keep pointing back to Cersei, and she's just like grinning, like she's so excited about what Sansa's doing right now. And that it's almost like, did they plan this? Did she think she was going to do this? And so told Joffrey, like, hey, if she asks for mercy, it may be in your best interest to grant yeah, it for her. No, like, but get get her dad to, like. Do whatever, because either he will, and then we can nail him on that, or he won't, and then we can nail him on that. Yeah, it's a lose lose. Do you think Joffrey is uh, legitimately confused as to why Ned said that he wasn't the king? Because Joffrey says that he says he, he said I wasn't the king. Why did he say that? Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's common knowledge. You mentioned last episode that Tywin would have Tywin would have heard, and I don't think up until. This is a. I, I kind of want to just pay the five dollars for this one. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. What do you? Tywin would have heard what? Would have heard the rumors about Jamie and Cersei. Well, I mean, he mentioned it. I don't think you can or, just like willingly do spoilers. Didn't he talk about it? <laughs> he said something about your brothers and sisters' relationship. Like when I, he, I don't, I don't he, know when he was talking to Jamie about it. I don't remember, but. We, we we I'm not gonna get in. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'll tell you later. Um, I, I the reason I bring that up is I don't think that it's common knowledge. I don't no. think it's common I think knowledge. That it would yeah. take a cunning like I think that they've done a pretty good job of because again he is her brother. He is a knight of the king's guard, so he does have some reason to be around her and with her when other people wouldn't. Yeah. So I I think that it's not necessarily as common of knowledge. I think as, you're probably right. 
And so, and Joffrey's not someone who strikes me as super. As I think uh, like, back like, about it, I probably owe five dollars because I think you're right. You're getting into what I was going to yes, get into. Yeah, the thing later. Yeah, the, I I don't think that you do because you all you said was I think Tywin knows and you didn't say anything else. But I don't think that Joffrey is as like Tywin may have known at this point. He may have mentioned something to Jamie. I don't remember. Um, however, don't look it up. I want to look it up. No, don't look it up. Uh, however, you can um, use my phone. <laughs> that doesn't help. Nick, use your phone. However, uh, um, oh no, we have the same color. Yeah, cool. Is yours blue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's Pacific, the only good the color. Pacific blue is so cool, isn't it? Yeah. That's why I don't have a case on. Well, it. I got the oh, yeah. cheaper version of the iPhone that didn't have colors available. And mine's older. Yeah. Years. What years is yours? I don't know. Eleven. All right, we'll look later. I don't care. It's very um, important for this podcast. So I, I, all that to say, I think that he genuinely was confused. I don't yeah, think that he knew. So yeah, too. he's an idiot. Because one, it's not common knowledge, and two, he's not someone who's going to pick up on a lot of like. And the way that the that royalty works is, it's not like a typical parental relationship with a child, where the child is with that parent at all times. Mm-hmm. It's kind of separate. He's doing, you know, he's got people taking care of him. He's got his own tower somewhere. She's Killing boars and fucking whores. You know what I mean? Like, there's this, all this... Or vice versa. Or is it the other way around? Separation here. So, to answer your question, I think that he genuinely yeah. didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I think he thought he was just questioning him. Probably because of a young thing or a not good enough thing or something else. Yeah. But I, I feel like the way... Granted, again, the show. But I feel like the way the show revealed it when Ned found out about it, it was kind of like, it's a secret. Right. Ooh. Yeah, and that's that's right. kind of what I'm saying. I don't think that it's it's out there. I don't think everybody knows. I think a select few know. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think, and I think right, the people right. who do right. know, yeah. other than Ned, are like, terrified to talk about it. Well, the it. people who, the person who wouldn't know is this, you know, sheltered prince that's 15 13. Year old kid, yeah, you know, right. however old he is. Joffrey yeah, exactly. kid. So, yeah, you're probably right. Um, okay. So that is the end of this episode. We obviously get the scene. Joffrey's final line is pretty good. Like, what was um, it? it? It's, um, you know, if he doesn't confess, there will be no mercy. Yeah. And that is, a, and, and you know, I, I guess Sansa says he will. Um, that's a good, and then it fades behind the Iron behind Throne. Behind the Iron Throne. You see the swords. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good final final line that does make you want to click next episode or allow it to keep playing through like most streaming services do now. Yep. Um, yeah, you got to stop it. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, it's an episode that so much happens. I mean, just going through it, you know, Drogo, Rob Stark, uh, you know, Tyrion, um, the, the, the white with, with John and commander Mormont, uh, Ned in the dungeon. Arya kill makes her first kill. Just so much happens. Syria. I mean, it, it's it's so much packed in one episode. Um, it's it's amazing that we got it. Through, we got through it so quickly. Yeah, we we are under two hours. Uh, we're not done yet because we do want to hear your predictions for next episode. You gotta give me which that. is titled Baylor. Do not. I don't know. It's a college. Sure, that would be Baylor, <laughs> right? Close, 
But I don't know how well, you're based on where the story's going. What do you think? I mean, I know that you don't know what Baylor is, but based on the story, Can you spell Baylor, B A. Is it I E L O R L O R? I was gonna say maybe it's like bail or, and Ned gets out of jail. Okay, but. no, it's Baylor. It's B A E L O R. Do so, not know then. So you don't know based on the title, but based on the story, do you have any predictions about what we might see in the next episode? Um. Well, hopefully we see Arya some. Hopefully okay. we see. I forgot his name already, but the dance instructor, Serio Pharrell. Serio. Yep. Hopefully we see him. These are hopes, not predictions. I realize there's a difference. Yeah. Um. Seems like a cop out. Yeah. Probably. Uh. Ned is not going to confess. Do you think he'll be given an opportunity in the next episode? I think so. Okay. Um. Because I think it behooves Siri to Cersei. Cersei. Siri's the one on your phone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like, I was going to say Cersei first, and I was like, no, that's wrong. No, that's right. Yeah, it's right. You're there. Um, I think it behooves her to What's cool about get rid of your them. experience with like all of these characters is literally is everyone this, everyone's experience. Perfect. Yeah. Because I feel Especially, like an idiot. I told, I, I still do it, obviously. Yeah. I, I've done it in this episode. Well, Especially, you did it to like a tertiary character. Totally. Watching it, watching it one week at a time, it's very difficult to, mm-hmm. um, you know, so so don't don't feel bad when you do that shit. Um, we're still gonna make fun of you, but that but don't feel bad about it. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, series on your phone. Cersei's in. Oh, is, I, is I the know series on, on the throne. throne. Yeah, series right. on your phone. Cersei's on the throne. Whoa! Wow! Whoa. Another t-shirt idea. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I don't want anything that supports Cersei's reign. I, I just don't. Uh, no, thank you. Okay. You can make it a shirt. I don't want one. Long Got may it. she reign. I would like one that says "fuck Cersei." Okay. But not like fuck. And then Cersei. underneath, it's like not in a good way. Can not we get a way, fuck yes. one, kill one, marry one, and <laughs> fuck, 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 Cersei, marry cat, kill Joffrey? Can we do that? And kill Theon for good measure. Yes. <laughs> P.S. Kill Theon. Yeah, that that'll be a good looking shirt. Okay, I'd wear that. There's a lot of. I'd wear the shit out of that. There's a lot shirt. of text on that. All right, so we have Ned not confessing. We have. Do you think we're going to see? Do you think we're going to see this culmination of? Tywin Lannister leading an army, Rob Stark leading an army, and do you think we'll see that in the next episode? Do I? Am I allowed to know how many more episodes we have in this season? Yeah, two. There are ten episode seasons until you get to season seven. Mm, then y- yes. Well, I don't think we'll see the battle, but I think we're build up to the battle, possibly end with a cliffhanger on the start of the battle. Okay. And then the battle is the last episode. And then the end of the battle is the season one cliffhanger. Okay. Anything you want to add? Nick looks constipated. I'm trying to think if there's you know, what, what the end of season one is. but um, Tell us, Nick. No, nothing that I would like to add, uh, except uh, do we want to drop the y'all's, uh, your, not Keith's. 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 God. <laughs> yeah, drinking. no, go on. Instagram for you. Janie 100. Janie 100. And there then uh, Keith, Instagram for the podcast. Uh, Dragons. Dragons. Dreadforts. Good job, Keith. Which, coincidentally, you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragons. Dragons. Dreadforts. Dreadforts. No Thank and. You. No and. Uh, too many letters. Easy, easy to get stuff mixed up. And you could do an ampersand. Um, I could, but I didn't. All right, cool. Justin, so, best, yes. uh, best fashion of this episode. Not Varys. That black suit that he was wearing. It makes me angry to say. <laughs> Didn't see one. No, did. he did. 
In his Joffrey. Cat. It was Joffrey. I told you that last episode. Would no. you like the cape? No, it was the it was the it's his the like tunic vest under, thing. Yeah, it was yeah really cool. it's it's cool. His crown is too small for his fucking stupid head. That's true. Um, but it was Joffrey. All right, giant. I, I appreciate your honesty. I really hated it. I hated that I looked at him and was like, "Damn it!" Sorry, this wasn't as drunk as the last episode. <laughs> uh, uh, but also, you're welcome I'm, that it wasn't yeah, as drunk I'm as not the last sorry episode. That it wasn't as drunk as the last. Lauren, <laughs> we love you. Thanks for the voicemail. Call uh, and leave us a voicemail of your own at three five two five four one twenty four zero nine. You can find that in the show notes along with our link to our Patreon and our Instagram page. We'll be back next week. Like, after. subscribe, rate, and review, please. Yeah, and if you look at Instagram, you get to see what Nick and I look like. Yeah. It's nice to have a face to uh, Emily. What the fuck about what I look like? Are you on there? Nobody cares. Yes. We're all three on there. I didn't see you the last time I looked at uh, Instagram. That's I because I couldn't post all three at one time, so I posted right, them no, one no. at a time, and I made myself last. Right. I just didn't see you go up there. <laughs> well, I'm up. Well, I'm up.